0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to What's Your Why, a podcast that showcases the greatness of people through their life stories. Each episode will capture insight into the lives of people just like you and I, with the intention to connect, align, and create inspiration for and with our listeners. Stay with us through our What's and Why segment, where we dive into our guest perspective with some thought-provoking questions that just might be right up your alley. I'm your host, Helen Dillon, and thanks for joining us. Now, let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us again. We are here with the tried and true, wonderful, lovely Megan Douglas. We're here to talk about reframing our thoughts and being able to talk about thoughts that serve us. Megan is, I would say, a leader in this industry and this perspective. So I'm going to let you take it away, Megan.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me back on your show. It's awesome to be here. Yeah. Third time. Like I'm super honored. I don't know if it's like SNL and I get like a a shirt or a jersey or something like that.
0: Maybe we can make it happen. We can make it happen.
1: (laughs) That'd be so fun. But definitely, you know, through the conversations that we've been having, this has come up often, especially at the end of the show season, the end of summer, there's a lot of negative talk around the water cooler. There's a lot of sad, uncomfortable feelings, maybe some blow ups at the in gate, who's to say how your season's been going or how your summer's been, right? And I, I did say this to Helen, though, the conversation in the 20 years that I've been away from the industry hasn't really changed. Would I be correct in saying
0: that? You know, I haven't been to a horse show in, uh, I would say a solid year. So I would hazard a guess by saying yes. But could I definitively say that that's the feel? I'm not sure.
1: Mm. Well, you know, because it's not just industry of the equestrian world, I'd have to also say in the education world. And you know, COVID, which is a lot of your background, that is my background. And so having thankfully been able to uh, morph industries into the consulting coaching world, when I think about the fall, and I think about the end of, of summer, the beginning of school, the end of seasons, a lot of people have conversations that they bring to their workplace. And those can be on a negative downward spiral. Often who here listening on the call today, someone's like, oh, that was such a terrible class or all oh, that was such an awful conversation or oh, so-and-so is bugging me or this is awful. And, you know, you're usually blaming other people. And I just got to say, if you're listening to this call today and you maybe have done that, pull up your socks because you're being a victim. A victim of your own thought process, a victim of your own language. It's called a victim mindset. And so when got people... It choose the thought of giving away their energy to a situation that doesn't serve them, it does nothing for their community or environment that they're sharing it with. Interesting. Let me say that again. People who choose language that takes away from their environment, it doesn't help them. It actually hurts them. And if you think about your thoughts like a tornado, the more you talk negatively about something, the more that you're bringing around that energy of upset, angst, anger, I call those low vibration words, low vibration energy, then what happens is you gain momentum of that tornado. And then before you know it, you're like in Wizard of Oz land, like little, what's her name? Dorothy getting sweeped up and gone off to a whole nother world because you're actually changing your perspective so much of reality by being stuck in this negative vortex that you're the only one who's living in that land. And it's kind of lonely. Hal and I were just chatting, but maybe we would talk about reframing thoughts and and how you kind of start doing that.
0: It's funny. I need to uh, address something that used to happen to me. So I was very active at at horse shows uh, for people that don't know my past. And I played a big role in part of the organization a bunch of years ago. And I remember when I got to, uh, I did that for 20 plus years. And when I got to sort of the end of that role's life cycle. (laughs) Nice choice. I got very, um, I would say within the last definitely two years, if not probably more like four, when I got to the end of that role, I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't learning. I wasn't growing. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I felt like I was stuck. There was a lot of negative energy. And I remember I would wake up in the morning on my way to work. And it's almost like you start to write a story about how your day is going to go. And it was never a good story. Interesting. Which then I used to start thinking, okay. I'm now playing a movie on my way to work on how my day is going to go and who I'm going to interact with and how the interaction is going to be and what can I do to change it. And a lot of my language back then was much different than it is now. And I certainly didn't have the tools to sort of get myself out of that funk. I just knew I needed to adjust from that job, which thankfully I was given some amazing opportunities uh, with EMG and my role changed and so on and so forth. They opened a lot of doors for me. But previous to that, I couldn't get out of my own way. And I wonder if that happens to people nowadays that they are just happier to resonate with that or maybe don't even recognize that they need to get out of their own way and start changing their language to maybe just change their demeanor or their perspective.
1: You just hit on so many cool things there that I validate. You actually made some really interesting awareness moments that I just want to bring back to the audience because you said enjoying for you was like learning and growing. And that's, again, your perspective. And so for a lot of people listening, what is their enjoyment factor? Is it bitching and complaining? Because if it is, then let's, let's have that self-awareness and say, okay, does that serve you? Like, does that create the environment? Because again, getting back to that whole top five that we had, like our first episode, which is like, you are a reflection of the top five people that you surround yourself with. So if you are standing at the end gate, and you got Bitchy Magoo as your trainer, and then you got like the four other people, groom and whatever, and everybody is just like, wait, 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 terrible ride. Like everybody is complaining. Yeah, you're going to complain too, and you're going to be a victim as well. And it's going to be so much harder because again, remember, we're all trying just to be loved and try to fit in. And the way that we fit in, like I remember being with you at the end game, and like, yeah, I wasn't a ray of sunshine. I tried to be, but I mean, I got dampened a lot because I tried to amalgamate and fit in. And so, if people think that being cool is being bitchy, then they should find a new group of friends because there's actually way more about life than doing it that way. And you also said getting out of your own way. You also then moved into awareness. And I think that you have to have the awareness that you're in a way, like you're in your way.
0: How do you find
1: that though? Great question, Hal. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) You know, finding awareness comes from messing up a lot. When you mess up a lot and people are your friends, are able to be like, hey, that that sucked, or your life became uncomfortable. That's how you get awareness. And you had said this to me, but it's about being uncomfortable sometimes. Like you've got to be uncomfortable to be comfortable. And people say this; it's like a cliche in a way. But you can only have awareness a when you're ready. B when you're put in some pretty terrible situations that you have to change and learn. And I bet you the old Helen though that I met twenty mm, three years ago,
0: thirty.
1: <laughs> she wouldn't have said that learning and growing was enjoyable.
0: <laughs> That's actually not true. I'm I'm going to stop you there. It's not true. I just, it took me, I know it just took me a long time to, we've talked about this before, to figure out what I don't want.
1: So and that's a perspective of language too like we often say well I know what I don't want I don't want this and I don't want a busy job and I don't want to be away from my family and again it's like what you put out to the universe it comes back to you tenfold so reframe your language as to what do you want and it takes actually there's an exercise that you can all do everybody you get one of these elastics and you put it around your wrist so you want to talk about awareness you got to give it to yourself you got to a put it as an intention and again I tell you all the time I love Wayne Dyer he is like the best person in the world. He wrote a book called The Power of Intention. And when you put an intention to an activity, to your daily morning, then you're able to create awareness around it. So wear an elastic band and say, for the next two weeks, Helen, you want to be aware about what your reframe needs to be. Like, what what are my thoughts that aren't serving me? So then every time you say something, and this isn't to hurt you, you click the wrist, you say, oh my gosh, that thought didn't serve me. I'm going to cancel it and I'm going to edit it you're going to give yourself two other things to say to, to cancel it out. And so say you said something like, um, let's talk body image for a second. You're like, Oh my God, I'm feeling, feeling so awful about myself because I've drank some wine for the last two weeks. You're like, hold up, cancel edit. I had a really great time with my friends and with my partner. So I am going to be gentle to myself and moving forward, I'm going to give myself the limit of three glasses of wine per week.
0: Or three bottles.
1: (laughs) Or three glasses a day, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. So that's in a way to be able to create awareness and then to also reframe your thoughts is the cancel, edit, edit.
0: Oh, that's interesting. It's really, uh, it's a skill. It's like you have to make a decision to want to do it. And then it's a skill to retrain your brain and to retrain your thought process.
1: Well, your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your actions, right? So if you have a deep-rooted belief about life in the world, and you get those from your family, from your life experiences, and no one ever helps you retrain that thought, yeah, your actions are going to be a way that doesn't reflect how you actually want to be. And it takes away your energy from your everyday.
0: So what would you say to the using horse shows as an example? Let's just assume that, you know, I'm an 18-year-old girl and I'm showing... I'm surrounded by various energies, different personalities, different coaching styles, and I find myself getting sucked into what can sometimes be called negative or toxic behavior in that environment. How do I step away from that as a young adult?
1: Yeah, as a young adult, that's a great question because, you know, these young adults are seeking approval right? And oftentimes they seek approval from their coaches or from their barn staff or from their colleagues, right? And that approval necessarily is coded, like you were just saying, in some toxicity potentially and some negativity because that's their nucleus, that's their world. I think the first step I would say to a young athlete um, who is going through that, and interestingly enough, it sounds like you just depicted my (laughs) my young adult riding career, but anyway. um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) My junior riding career.
1: (laughs) yeah, Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that was me. I would start journaling I would start working on the reflective mindset and doing a performance-based journal, because that is the first place you have to just really help to make sure that your thoughts are in alignment with uh, how you want to be And that. There's a lot of really great journals out there, but prompting you of, like, for performance coaching, performance mindset journaling, that would be the first step. As well as like, if you are one of those young athletes who don't feel great about the way that other people speak about one another this is where self advocacy starts becoming a thing and creating boundaries around how you want your energy to be surrounded by so if you have people if you're not bold enough like i had I had a lot of balls i think because i young athlete and, oh yeah i hear you there and i'm grateful i did because if i didn't i feel like i would have been taken advantage of because i knew a lot of my 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 girlfriends were taken advantage of in the industry What I would suggest to them is to uh, use your voice or walk away and just create intentions before you get into the barn that day. Like my intention is to ride and to to stay clear headed and to be the best version of myself that I can be.
0: And eventually the the people around you will pick up on those boundaries and start to respect them.
1: Yeah, well, for sure. Boundaries come from the energy you put out and language is energy. So if you're going to say shitty things, you're going to have a um, a challenging group of people that might want to hang out with you. And if you're gonna say good things, then it's gonna be really neat to see who you attract. And that I would I would challenge you to like think good thoughts, encourage others, you know, build people up, don't take people down. Like it's one of the things I say to my kids. I also say if they start it, you can finish it. But I also say choose thoughts that serve you. And does that thought thought serve you? And does it help another person? And we have an expression called feeling less than in my house. My girls are like, Oh mommy, that made me feel less than.
0: Can I just ask your girls are Yeah, 11 and 9. 11 and 9, okay.
1: And having me as their mom, they don't understand that I've been like imparting these seeds throughout their whole life of like- Since birth? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) since since birth. And I mean, I'm by no means perfect, but I am always constantly striving and reading and trying new things on their mindset with regards to coaching them into a positive way. And, And so when one of them says words like, and they know how to push each other's buttons, you know how to push my buttons and I know how to push your buttons but I never would do that because we're friends. And yet some people choose to do that because it gives them power. And you might have some, some unfortunate people in the industry who choose to say things hurtfully because they feel less than, and they only like hurt people, hurt people. Right. And when you have a bully or you have somebody who says something that's completely inappropriate, it's because they're feeling less than, and it's not cool.
0: It's funny that you say that. A big uh, way that I like to lead my life and what I've shared with people that are in my life, my family, is that words matter. You know, and I try to lead with that for sure. You can always uh, say the same thing with different words and be cognizant of how you're making other people feel. In return, I think it b- makes you cognizant of how you feel in whatever situation, right?
1: Well, words matter because words are our energy. And energy is what we put into our day, and hence, when you say hi, how are you? Like, there's a tone and intonation that goes along with the words. However, your thoughts become words, right? After the belief system, blah. blah. Like, so if you're putting energy into your words, for sure, words are important. That's why there's so many books, and Oprah even says so. She's got a book about, you know, words are important. And as kids, actually, I remember taking it English class, we had this book called WAI, Words Are Important. And that's why we learn a thesaurus way to say different things. And and I, I, I validate you on that.
0: Thanks. I love that. Did we get off track? I think we
1: might have, but that's the benefit of us talking to That's together.
0: the benefit of how we, meanwhile, I'm like, my body's rejecting me.
1: Well, and that's boundaries too, you know, people, uh, when your body feels a certain way, it's actually your second brain is your gut. And so I often say, if something doesn't feel right, think twice, because your body is trying to tell you a message. And when I was young, I used to think it was all about my brain and what what the right thing to do was, because I had a moral compass, I was provided with some form of ethics as a young adult working in different industries, being a part of a church at one point, a lot of luck. But my gut is really what drives me. And I think that you have that same experience now is like, you know, intrinsically if it's right or wrong. And you can sense that, but that takes, again, a skill to be able to listen to it.
0: I was going to say, how do people hone in on that? You got to sit in your breath. And I know
1: people say, I don't have time for meditation. And that's all whatever. If you don't meditate, cool. Like that's not your jam yet. No worries. Everybody I feel one day will get there. However, when we're young or when we are super, super busy, you do things naturally. Like you go to the fridge and you search, you, you put your hand out to something and then you go to something else. It's it's your gut telling you like, oh, no, I don't like that. Or I want this instead. Or you, you went shopping. For example, uh, I got married and I got a wedding dress and I'm not an overthinker. Again, I've always been that quick and easy. Uh, let's make that decision. Let's go. Not impulsive to the point because I, I know what I want, but more I tried on three dresses. That third dress, I was like, oh my God, I cried. I was like, yes, mom, this is the one. And uh, I knew, whereas my my sweet sisters, God love them. They went to like 15 stores and they went to a lot of places. And if you guys are listening, that was wrong. Well, then Desole, But like there was a lot of stores that they went to. <laughs>
0: But you're like the third child. You're like the adopted child. I mean, I don't know your sisters super well, but from what I do know, I'm like, Megan doesn't really even fit the mold. (laughs) She's totally different.
1: (laughs) Well, that's just par for who I am as a human, right? Right. So I think that everybody has those moments of like just complete, yep, I get it. Yes, no. And even like with, if you don't want to take a job, it's like, "Mm, there's something there like spidey senses or like hesitation, self-doubts. Self-doubts are different when you think about like, blueprints of like, are you insecure and not confident? Or is it that you really just, that's just, I'm just not going to get in that car. And you'll hear, hear so many stories of people from sadly 9-11 who were like, I just didn't feel right about going into work that day. Or like, I just didn't get in that car and that car got in a car accident. Or like, if you left five minutes earlier, that car would have been demolished. You know, like there's all these little, there's all these little synchronicities that if we kind of tally them up, it's, it's our gut telling us what to do.
0: So what's the moral of the story for people that are, uh, again, pulling it back to sort of horse shows, moral of the story for people that are maybe going through life, enjoying what they do, because this is what they do do on lots of different levels?
1: Well, this is their everyday. So the moral of the story, Helen, is if you like the way that you speak, then this doesn't apply to you. Like if you feel good about the conversations you have and you walk away from interactions with your colleagues, the people in your industry, and you feel confident and fine and like everything is wonderful and rosy, then great. But if you feel like maybe you could be a little bit happier or you could maybe be a little bit more like joyful in your day, uh, not be angry. Like if you have someone right now that you're really mad and angry at, then this is for you. Because what's the point of having anger? I heard the expression Nelson Mandela said, holding on to anger for somebody is like drinking poison. The only person that's hurting is yourself, right? right? right. So if you really want to grow and get better, like people don't want to grow. That's too much work. So what do you want to do? Just want to be happy?
0: Okay, so think happier thoughts, man. (laughs) Just get up in the morning and just think a happy thought.
1: Have a good intention. It's called affirmations, actually. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as having one affirmation. I have two affirmations I always go to, which is choose a better thought. And also the second one I always say is, if not this and something better. So if something shitty happens in my morning, I don't like, oh my gosh, because the other morning I left a glass of milk that the daughters didn't drink in the fridge. And then of course I opened the fridge the next morning and guess what happens? Everywhere. And I was like, okay, clean it up. That's stupid on my end. I didn't self-talk that bad, but like, I was like, well, that's too bad. I cleaned it up. And I was like, well, at least my fridge is getting clean now. <laughs> I thought the better thought. I went on with my day, but I know so many people who, if they had
0: spilled that milk, they would have been like, oh, this is going to be the worst day ever. Right. Well, because in saying that, it it really is a skill. Like you really have to teach yourself because I don't, I don't want to say I don't think it's normal. It's not normal for me anyways to wake up in the morning and, you know, say something to myself in the mirror or even practice what you just said to think about what the better thought is. It really is a mental skill. Like you have to almost dedicate yourself to it.
1: Well, it becomes part of your everyday, right? And it takes like two or three weeks for a habit to be formed. And so I think if it's important to you that you want to change your mindset and become a person that you choose to to look look forward to being. Look up to yourself, right? You have that better version of you in you. Uh, if you think that you need to be somewhat nicer, then be nicer. <laughs> There's so much room for kindness in this world. We're all experiencing a story that no one knows. And I've recently on my Instagram started sharing my story of my mental health and, and physical health challenges over this last year. And I make jokes about it often because that's how I deal with it. But we all have a story that, and you have a story. I mean, you don't know what people are going through. So choose the kinder thought. And maybe that's better than saying, choose the better thought. Choose the kinder thought. Choose the, the way that makes people smile. And, and I play this game when we go running. Uh, and it's called uh the smile game or hi, it's the high game. And so we say hi to people and I come from the Maritimes, right? So whenever you're running in the Maritimes, everybody is so friendly. Like there's yeah. like everybody knows everybody and, you, and you're always nice. But when we're running in Toronto, no one says hi to you. And there's this one person who said hi to us and I think that they thought Kevin was trying to hit them because like, <laughs> we look back sometimes. Choose the thought that makes someone smile, like or maybe make that one of your intentions make yourself smile. What makes you smile? That gets back to the joy factor, right? And creating joy in your everyday life. Like what are the three things that bring you joy every day? Well, maybe that would make somebody else feel joyful too. And maybe that would help your inner circle. And maybe you could do one thing outside of yourself and be a little bit more serving of others because truly that is actually what our purpose on this earth is, is to serve others. And meanwhile, it serves ourselves. But when you remove the ego, you can really get so much more accomplished. Sorry, I was on a soapbox there for a minute.
0: Woo. No, that's true. I like that. My intention every day is to be somebody's light. I've said it before. It's so simple. It's not my phrase. I haven't coined it. I just stole it from somebody. But uh, I'm Say a little bit of. Sometimes a... it's yours. I know, right? I remember a friend of mine years and years and years ago said to me, "I was going through something difficult in my life," and I remember that she said to me, "Well, you're a big personality. You are a strong character and a strong personality." And I always took that as a negative thing because it felt very negative when she was saying it. And I thought, well, wait a minute, I'm a strong character and I'm a big personality. And does that mean that I have to change or be something different or fit into a mold somehow? And for a long time, I I kind of did, or I, I maybe thought I had to. No, sister, not anymore. Uh-uh. I'm like, if you're going to look at me like I have six heads, I'm going to compliment you on your nails anyways, or that you just got your hair dead. Or if you have a pretty smile, you got a pretty smile. You know, and some people think it's weird, but I truly think that that is what resonates with people at the end of the day, your kindness. And if you can be their light for a minute, for half a second. That is so, so like, so serving. Like, that's a very nice. That's what brings me joy. I just had an aha moment. Like, that is truly what brings me joy. Because I've been struggling with that for a long time, too. Like, what does bring me joy? We're all going through this thing called life. And it's like, are we even really doing it? Or are we just having it?
1: Well, you're being the light in this podcast, lady, you're like truly bringing out some amazing people. <laughs> so your guests Megan are Douglas. awesome. <laughs> your guests are epic. And, and I'm so humbled truly to be in the lineup. Thank you. But Absolutely. You, you draw out that from people. And so then you are on purpose, I would say, with your life because you are doing exactly what you every day set out to do. What about that being a measure of success?
0: Well, yeah, it's hard to do that.
1: Well, people say, What have you measured su- success? And you might even say to me on a, on a lunch that we have, It's like, oh, heck, I'm not really doing the best, or like, blah, 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 I don't feel successful, or whatever. You're super successful, and you are someone that somebody else looks up to and aspires to be. And hence, I was that little girl who was looking up to my big friend, Helen. And, and I don't <laughs> mean big, I mean older friend, right? Because you're much, much older than
0: me. Much, much.
1: That's a validation for anyone listening too, is that when you feel that what you're doing is helping others while still being confident within your own sense of self, then that means you're on purpose.
0: Wow. I never thought of it like that. Well, here we are today having this conversation. Absolutely. So Megan, what would you like people to take away from today's conversation?
1: I'm so thankful that we can have a conversation around reframing our thoughts. And I feel that no matter your industry, whether it is, you know, film and television, it could be the equestrian world, it could be sport in a different capacity or education, like my background, that there are always going to be those challenging moments, especially at the beginning, in the middle and the end of routines where people can get sucked into the energy vortex of, of negative thought downward conversation, because think about it. We actually have been pre ordered, like pre set as, as uh, human beings to be fearful and think the worst thought, because that's how we survived, right? It's being able to retrain our brain into the, the new age of now that you can organize your thoughts to serve you. You can organize your thoughts to be, um, uh, Healthy and positive and optimistic. And it is a strategy and a skill. So, if you'd like to try the elastic band to start your awareness, um, continue on with the journaling to be able to, to further dive deeper into your thoughts through a performance journal. And then, should you have access to a performance coach or mindset coach, uh, MeganDouglas.com, you are. I was awesome. just going to throw it
0: in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but like, that's the cool thing about conversations is that um, I do have a coaching program that we're launching to be able to take back some some energy and time for busy people
0: oh amazing congratulations when does that launch Uh, that launches in september
1: yeah and so that is an eight-week course that i offer um as a one-on-one and group coaching experience and it's super enjoyable because it talks about all the different things that well not enjoyable you're gonna get uncomfortable you're gonna do some (laughs) work
0: well that's okay though
1: but you're going to come away with energy and time and feeling like you have, you know, reinstilled some of the core emotional intelligence skills that are required to be able to achieve work-life and home balance. And have a support system throughout it. hundred percent. That's what I'm here for. Yeah.
0: Megandouglas.com. Check Meg- it out. Megdouglas.com. Megdouglas. Meg- Magd- Megdouglas.com. Check it out. She's given me therapy for a lot of years. And <laughs> <laughs> Look at us now, girl. Hey. <laughs> Megan, as as always, I have to say uh, thank you for your time, your energy. Thank you for your words of wisdom, your compliments. You you always make me feel like I'm on top of the world, regardless of whether I'm feeling good or bad about myself on one day. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for everything that you mean to me. Oh, I appreciate you too, friend. Thank you. (laughs) I'd like to thank everyone for joining us for this episode of What's Your Why?, our listeners, guests, and our sponsors, too. It's our hope that you enjoyed your time with us and possibly gained some new perspective as well. It's said that we can learn something new every day if we just listen, and that knowledge has a beginning but no end. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, be safe, be well, and remember, always leave people better than you found them. A Twisted Spur Media production.